Hello, 你好 Welcome to Mandarin Mama Chit Chat by Mandarin Together, where two Taiwanese moms, Trista and Yao Yao, share their experiences in raising bilingual children, exploring identity, code switching, and embracing the joys and challenges of bilingual parenting. Come along with us on this exciting journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. We have a special guest today. She is extra special because she's my sister-in-law. Her name is Paola. I brought her on because I feel like she has a really unique story. She's from Ecuador, but she married into a Taiwanese family that lives in U.S. about five years ago, and they have a little girl. Her name is Mia. She's three now, so both of them are learning Mandarin right now. So she has a lot of interesting stories and. We have a very traditional Taiwanese family, so she, there's a lot to adapt. Okay, it's、so、the Taiwanese side and the U.S. side. So I'm gonna challenge her to introduce herself in Mandarin, like a really short, like just short intro, like your name, and then Paola, you can tell us about yourself and your background. Okay, hola, ni hao ta. I'm gonna introduce myself a little bit. Uh, what means uh, kuo kuo Paola. Washi Equatorian. Um, wa wada new er, jiao mia tasi sansui. Wa shengfu ah jiao beni. Um, ah ta ta shi ta shi Taiwan. Um, we have two dogs. It's <laughs> San Gogo jiao. Jiao Alaisu, ah Xin Xin, um, and so far I think that's my Mandarin. <laughs> that's good, Trista. What do you think? She's a teacher. <laughs> She sounds great. You? <laughs> no, it's just it's great. It's good. Yes. Thank you、I、so much. You're welcome. Just to kind of pick it back, right on that that you just shared with us, which is impressive, right? But could you share with us your, I guess, Mandarin learning journey or how it how it looks like? Did you start learning Mandarin before you had your daughter, or you kind of started with her? And how does that work? I guess learning alongside her, or yeah, could you talk to us a little bit about that? Ah,、uh, well, my story begins. When my dad was a police officer, a chief police officer, so for being Hispanic, because I'm from Ecuador, the first goal whenever you're trying to learn a language is oh English, and then he was kind of always pushing me like, hey, why don't you study Chinese? Whenever when I was in high school, and I was like, no, no, let me prove my English first. But then I think life actually was the one who really pushed me to learn Mandarin. When I moved here, well, after I got married, I start. I, I learned the necessity that I need to understand what my in-laws and all my family are talking about. Because you know, every Sunday we usually have dinner, and I know they are so kind, and they almost all the time traduce everything to English. But in one point, my husband was like, "I don't know what they say." I was like, "I was just to." Pushing my husband like, what are you talking about? And like, what are you? What's the conversation about? And he got tired. So like, you know what? I I got this. I can do this by myself. 
it's taking longer because I have a three-year-old and mm -hmm. all this time before she was born, I remember taking my Zoom classes whenever I was pregnant. So with my big belly, but my mama, mommy brain wasn't working very well. <laughs> so, yes. So in one point, I remember that my baby was born and I had a test and I had to spend the teacher like, can you give me one more day to study? Because I'm still at the hospital, but I really want to keep learning. So wow. can I can I complete my homework like tomorrow or use this time whenever my baby was sleeping to kind of practice? Because it's very dif different, not difficult, it's very different, the pronunciation. And what is the most um, challenging for me is the tones, the four tones. Because mm. I can roll my tongue very well because I'm Hispanic. But whenever it's time to pronounce the tones, I struggle a lot. So that's, I think that that's uh, so far how I... I kind of try to learn the language and I love the way how this can bring so many open, can open many doors for you and whenever <laughs> you learn a new language. Yeah. yeah, Trista, so when we go out to eat, like, we all live really close in the same community. So my family, her family, Paola's family, and my in-laws. And we see each other all the time. We have family dinner. And when she joined our family, because we are so comfortable speaking Mandarin because my we speak Mandarin with my in-laws. And when she comes along, we're like, okay, okay, we, we can't do that because she doesn't understand. So we're like, okay, so we try to communicate in English, but sometimes we can't help it. Like, we're like, talk, 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 and then like, start talking in Mandarin. And she'll be like, so clueless. So she's so determined. She started learning Mandarin. Yeah. And the best part now, I can catch, like, it takes, I can tell, maybe years to understand. Oh, yeah. I can catch words. So whenever they say speaking Mandarin, I won't say it, but I will do what they try to say. And they're like, they will give me a look like, do you understand that? Like a little bit. So I kind of know what you're trying to do or try to tell me. So yeah. I think you understand more than you can speak. Right? You can <laughs> listen. Yeah. So so we can't talk anything bad about her. She understands. <laughs> My ears are all, all the time listening. <laughs> That's really impressive. Yeah. And then I guess I'm sure the family dinner helps a lot too. It's almost like a listening exercise for you, right? Just with all the information being like, yeah, just soaking in it. So um, I know side, I guess, question is, so you speak Spanish, obviously, and living in America, you know, people speak English here. And then your husband and you, your husband speaks Mandarin and you are learning Mandarin as well. So what are the languages um, at home? Like how do well, you guys... Keep a balance. <laughs> We're a big meal. It's so funny because I was telling my family here that my daughter at this point, she's mixing the three languages because it was so cute because of course at home, I all the time speak to her in Spanish. And mm -hmm. as far as my vocabulary is in Chinese, I would try to like teach her a few commands words like swall, sit down, she shame, or sway to drink, like little things. I cannot remind her that. But the other day we were going to eat and we were, I was trying to remind her manners. Of course, she, her English is way better now because she's in, she's, she got to school. And she said, mommy, no put, do, no put en la mesa, that's in Spanish, pigu. Pigu. I'm like, I was laughing so bad because I was like, 
she didn't realize that she's connecting three languages. She just uh-huh. she was giving me an answer of what I was trying to explain to her about manners. Yeah. And it's mommy, no put en la mesa is in the table. Pico. I'm like, yes, my <laughs> lord. So we mix three languages. So I think for her, she cannot find a difference between each language. She just, she, I think that she can, the way that she sees like, oh, because we're trying to see our in-laws as much as we can, maybe two, three times a week per week. And they speak to her in Mandarin. So mm-hmm. they they help me. They are a huge help for me on that side. Whenever she goes to their house, they just completely speak to her in Mandarin. She mm. she don't answer back too, but she understand whenever they tell her to do something. Mm-hmm. So under other house will be Mandarin, in my house will be Spanish. And whenever we are playing, we are in a she has her own playroom. I love to play songs in Mandarin. Mm. So she kind of catch some words. And the funny thing is, there is one song is Woaini. Mm-hmm. And then, which is very easy to learn the song. So with her, we used to sing Woaini, Papa, Woaini, Mama. And then when I started learning uh, one of my classes, the teacher actually explained me what's the meaning of, the, of Woaini. So I was like, oh, that's the meaning of whatever we were singing the days before. Now I understand what she's saying. So we tried to keep the three at home. Mm-hmm. Go back to earlier. Were you trying to tell her not to sit on the table? Let her butt not sit on the table? <laughs> no, put, no, don't put en la mesa is in the table in Spanish. Pico. Pico, like Pico. butt. Uh, don't put your butt on the table. Okay. Put your butt <laughs> in the table. So she, she, she was like, oh, I need to give her an accent. Like, what is manners? Yeah. And she mm-hmm. just stayed. I was like, I was so happy to see that she's only three years old and now she kind of mixed the three at the same time, but she understands what she's trying to say. In her mind, maybe it makes sense, but she's working hard. Yeah. yeah so I will I speak to her in oh Mandarin God. only. And I tell my kids too. And my daughter, like Millie, would be like, but mama, she doesn't understand. Mia, she'll be so puzzled. Like, she doesn't understand. I don't care. You just see Mandarin only. Because yeah. she's like a sponge. She will one day understand. And she understands some of it. But some of you don't just, just speak it anyways. But my husband sometimes, like, oh, it's just easy. Real out of time. Because she understands English more. So you just feel more comfortable speaking English to her. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go back. Let's switch to Mandarin. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's valuable. Can you imagine? She can speak three languages, English, Spanish, and Mandarin. And mm-hmm. she can rule the world <laughs> without three languages. That's very impressive. Yeah. So it sounds like for her, mainly her Mandarin learning is from the family, right? Do you, I guess, she's only three, I understand. It's like we're not talking about like career development goals and things like that. But I guess when she's older, how are you incorporating Mandarin learning in a more structured way? Or is or just, you know, from the daily oh. interactions with family members will be sufficient and just keep it this way. Just curious. A big support, I can see in our city, because we live in Houston, is our library. It has mm. so many books. So when she loves to, she loves to read. So she cannot read, but she loves books. So whenever we go to the library, I always bring with me a book in Spanish, a book in Mandarin, and a mm. book in English. 
And the, the, the funny part is, for me, I will try to find the words that I can read. So, and the one that I don't know, I just use the Google Translator, but I will try to read for her. And it's work for me too, because I feel so happy when I can find words that I can read. So that's one of the ways we try to, like, for her to encourage to learn more about Mandarin. And also now we start with a new private classes too. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's once a week, once a week, and uh, she she learns. And the best part is the the teachers help them so much with interactive mm -hmm. teaching. So she has, for example, yesterday was about Nene and grandma and grandpa, and she uh -huh. needs to connect the writing, the writing with the imagine. And I was impressed that she remembered Papa and Mama, how do you write with right? the picture? Yes, so that's how we had to compensate the way that I can, why I cannot teach her with a professional. As a three-year-old yeah, writing? Mm -hmm. Yes, they no writing, but to connect the logos with the writing. Oh, matching. Match. matching. Gotcha. But still though, that's impressive. I would, yes, because she's they write they they write the word and they uh, use symbols too and they have to connect and also repeat and also they make them sing, mm -hmm. so it's a big support. Yeah, is it in person or virtual? It's virtual. So actually, one of my, the moms from my daughter's school, she's Chinese. The husband is American and the husband speaks Spanish too. So we kind of connect because oh, no. it's kind of the same situation. And she was the one who told me about, uh, oh, she has a private teacher. And I asked for the information, and now we are doing that too. Join the program. How do you like it, or how does she like it? I love it. Okay, for three years old, 25 minutes in front of an iPad is challenging. <laughs> but yeah. it is, yes, because they, they cannot stay focused for so long. But she likes the way how is how interactive it is because they have pictures and noises they can make hearts with the arms so she's like oh it's a game more than actually learning mm -hmm. so we like it we both enjoy it after after maybe 10 or 15 minutes i know that she's like mommy but then she kind of go back and like try to work and practice viola <laughs> you want to share some story I guess culture shock when you marry to a family like what's something you are like oh my goodness like it's so different I I remember one I remember when you just moved here about five years ago Which... I, I remember she got in trouble because <laughs> she did not call my mother and father-in-law's dad and mom how dare her she called them their name but she doesn't know and they were like mad right well they didn't <laughs> show me that i didn't notice because i guess i was the new yeah I was, but i love to travel i have been in many countries and the way you you talk with somebody older especially in ecuador at this at our age is by the name mm -hmm. and of course i won't call my dad yeah. by his name or my mom by the name but mm -hmm. You usually, when you are talking with somebody, you are, you talk with their, you are, you try to communicate with their name. So I remember, I remember that conversation with that so clear actually. 
So we that I was doing my lawyer documentation. I was we had an appointment with a lawyer, and dad. Now I call him dad, of course. And he picked me up, and he said, "Oh, let's have lunch first, and then we go visit the lawyer." So we were eating only both of us, no people around. He was like, "From now on, I want you to call call me dad and mom," and I was like. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. And he was straight for. And it was no option for me to say no. Oh, it's, you know, I respect your family, but it's it will take me a little bit to do it. Mm-hmm. So he he just said straight for. And then I was so surprised. And I just say, okay, it was it was not, it was not another option for me. And I remember after that, because uh, the the reason is because he said, we are going to be with other, with my friends. The doctor was his friend. And that means respect, respect to me. So if you call me mom and dad, that means that you are respectful to me. And I know you are respectful to me. So don't call me by my name. Call me this way. And I say, of course, I did it. <laughs> but then I, I call my husband crying. Why do they want me to call them mom and dad? I was like, it wasn't a big deal, but I was I was very surprised about it. He was like, get over it. It's fine. <laughs> yes. So that was, I think, the biggest one. Um, Other one that now for my parents, uh, whenever they come visit us, to leave the shoes outside the house. Because we never do that at home. But now my parents, whenever I go back home, back to Ecuador, back to Quito, they do the same thing. So they kind of oh, adapted and now they do in their house because it's better for your house. You don't bring mm-hmm. whatever wherever you were walking around. So they, that was one of the things that at the beginning was kind of hard to do it. But now it's, oh, other whenever sometimes I post pictures like holidays or parties and a group pictures, my friend used to ask me, why do all of you are in socks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get surprised about that. I'm like, because we don't use shoes in size. And imagine you, it's New Year Eve. Everybody looks so fancy and pretty with socks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the questions that used to that used to ask me a lot. But then they realize like it's it's normal and it's fine. I think so far that's the, the biggest one but that I remember now. Trista, you Trista's husband's Caucasian. Do you guys Take off shoes. I mean, you don't have a problem calling your in-laws mom and dad, right? It's just Mr. or Mrs. Uh, I just call them by their name because they're Americans. So, I mean, (laughs) I can call them by, like, I can call them mom and dad, but it just, um, I don't know. They're not my mom and dad. (laughs) So, I just, I mean, not a lot of in-laws, right? Um, So, to remove their shoes, um, I do. Uh, ask my husband to do that. He's fine. I mean, we've been together for so long. I don't think he ever thought about it. But it's more when we have friends over or guests over, then I would, you know, emphasize on that. Especially now, I have a perfect excuse because I have small children. Before, it's just more my my Asian culture, right? My com- my comfort level. But now I have small children, and I can say, "Hey, sorry, I have small children to crawl around the house and just, you know, just." out of courtesy just remove your shoes but yeah i i make sure to tell guests that but then you usually i'm also not a very direct person so like i always kind of feel awkward like 
requesting people to remove their shoes, especially if that's not something they're used to. But but I do it just because, yeah. But we have a shoe bench by the door, so I just uh, yeah, sit down and have your shoes off. Yeah, it took me back to what we were saying earlier. It took me the longest time. I've been married to my husband for eleven years now. I still feel a little awkward calling him mom and dad. Just it just you know it's a cultural thing, but but I'm getting better now. But in the beginning, I would say it's really tough. It's so hard to come out your tongue like m- m- mom, dad, just like mama, mama, because you've been calling your own parents mom and dad, mama, papa for. Not your entire life, and suddenly, just one day, you just have to say, "Hey, you have to call call them mom and dad." So that was、yeah. that was challenging. So you know how this is like Chinese culture, right? Like you call your in laws, address them as mom and dad, right? I'm sure that's in Taiwan, but because Yao Yao and I we both moved here when we were in teenagers, so we didn't have in laws in Taiwan. I wonder what how do they address? I think they address them as Gong Gong Po Po, right? Gong Po. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not saying mama, papa. You say gong gong, po po. Oh no, you don't say that. Then you how still, do you? You, you call papa, mama, papa, mama. So in Taiwan, yeah. But right, then、okay. if you address it to someone like a third person, like if I'm telling you, Krista, this is my gong po, gong gong po po.、Yeah. But if I'm calling them like directly, not talking to them, I can't just be like, oh, gong gong po po. No, I say papa, mama. Oh.、Yeah. Okay, so I guess Yao Yao and I were losing our Taiwanese <laughs> uh, culture. In that yeah. Oh,、huh. okay. Interesting. Never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, but the shoes removal, I think it's also for me. It depends. It's really awkward. Houston, we have more Asians, so I think a lot of people knows. Hey, if you go to their house,、um, their Chinese background or Taiwanese background, you need to take off your shoe. But some like. My daughter's tutor. She's a she's Caucasian, and she comes once a week. She doesn't take off her shoes. I'm like,、oh, it's okay. Just I don't know. Like I don't know how to tell her. So she only comes once a week, and she feel comfortable with her shoes. So my husband, it's okay. She's a, she's a teacher. We'll, we'll, we'll just let her wear her shoes. <laughs> Our floor is not the cleanest anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> so. I want to ask Paola. Paola been to Taiwan with us, I think twice. I think three, about three, or this gonna be this two next week. Actually, it's gonna yeah. Yes. Any? Can you share like any culture shock? What do you think of Taiwan when you? Because it's different, it's so different from Ecuador and at the U.S. Houston. Or the well, food. The the most. I I feel Taiwan like home. I love Taiwan, cause it's. Here's the thing: there is a city called Guayaquil in Ecuador. is one of the second biggest one in Ecuador.、Uh-huh. It kind of look like Taiwan. Isn't it crazy? Oh. Yes. Ah.、Uh, okay. I live in Quito, and from my dad's side, they are from this city, Guayaquil. So I remember go whenever I was a child, go there to visit my uncle, my auntie, and it's the same. Cause business in the bottom and in top you have buildings, people selling things everywhere. So it's it remind me. The only difference is like language. Yeah, but <laughs> pretty much it remind me a lot. It's not like、uh, whenever I I went to another country, you can tell like oh this is so different that. Where I come from, or where I 
from Houston, you know, everything is like here, so clean, buildings and everything is, everything is so far away. In Taiwan, it's, it's like home, I feel it. And I, I feel it like it's a second home for me because mm -hmm. uh, it looks kind of the same way. I love my markets. Um, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. And I'm really open to try almost everything. So I remember the first time whenever my husband took me to the, to the night market, we just started. And I was like, oh, those shrimp look so good. Let me have a bag. And then, I don't know, it was something else. I don't know. Uh, it was a sandwich or meat in a stick. And I already had food in my hand. And I was walking, so there is no place to sit down. And my husband was giving me the dirty look ever. Paola, you already have food in your hand. Why do you want to keep buying food? This is full of food. Why? What is the necessity of like, keep buying stuff? Because... I was so excited to try everything. And he was like, no, I'm not going to hold your stuff. <laughs> like, yes, you do, because I want to try everything. So I, I love to taste new things. I think at this point, I'm very familiar with the flavors. Here in Houston, as my sister said, there's a lot of Asian food. And we pretty much, we eat Asian food all the time. <laughs> okay. so, and I'm okay with it. There is one food you will not try in Taiwan. Oh, no, no. There's a big no-no for me. <laughs> Stinky, Stinky tofu. <laughs> can, I can, the smell, the smell kills me, really. I can, my husband like it, but I'm like, no. And I remember one day that I went to visit my, my, I visited mom, and I can smell it. I opened the door, I'm like, how are you cooking? Stinky tofu. She's like, yes. I knew it. Because it's, it's the smell. I cannot even try. It's just the smell. But I can tell um, I'm more open to try new food than my husband is. Because mm. whenever we go eat, I try everything. I know what I like now and he know what I like too. That's what he ordered for me. But whenever we go to Ecuador or we go to a Hispanic um, restaurant or Mexican around here, He's very particular about what he eats. He, whenever I cook home, he won't eat Ecuadorian food. He don't mm. like ceviche. I love ceviche. And that's my favorite dish. It's like raw fish or raw seafood. He's like, no, thank you. So he don't like as much as the way I, he should Ecuadorian food. But I love, I love all kinds of food. Mm -hmm. So that's, the, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Taipei. I love the fact that everything is so close. You use the metro, you don't need a car. And my in-laws, they, they get scared when I tell them, I got it, I can go anywhere. Don't worry about me because I guess that's the way I am. I, uh, mm -hmm. I try to be very independent. And as long as I have my phone, and phones now are a huge help. Mm -hmm. So I know if I use my phone, I can, I can take the metro, I can translate whatever I can, I don't understand. So I think one of the times I, I went with you, Yao, I think. We went to the night market and I had to go back to, to my to mom and dad's house. Of course, you were staying at your parents. And dad was waiting for me at the front door because we say that we're going to be around midnight. He never said that, 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 that late. He was waiting for me. Mm -hmm. uh, even my parents, they don't do that. 
Like, hey, you made it. I don't want you to get lost here. Like, no, I got this. Don't worry. I was able to go back by myself. So that's what I love. It's so safe. You can go anywhere. The metro is so clean. It's, it's so many things that you can just keep going. The only thing I won't say I don't like, but one of the things that I feel is challenging for me is the language. I would mm -hmm. love to be able to communicate more there. But that's the only thing is it kind of stopped me a little bit over there. Mm -hmm. So you would say with your current, uh, but then with your current mentoring proficiency, right? You could get around just fine, right? Let's say if you went on like a solo trip by yourself, not like entirely, but just for one day by yourself, just, you know, wandering around. Yeah. As my teachers, how do you say like more cheap? What's the price of these? Too, too expensive or what they, they used to say? What's the meaning? I think it's Shemaisi or some, uh, some phrases like, you know, to help you to just go around. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's all this time. Oh, yeah. Right. They, they bargain. Bargain mm -hmm. in a night bargain, right? Too expensive. Mm -hmm. Cheaper, cheaper. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Of course, because I don't need, trust me, I don't look Asian. <laughs> so for them, <laughs> what? Gonna be very surprised, like if I'm able to kind of say a few words. Mm -hmm. So I guess just kind of flip it a little bit. So now we are talking about how you are embracing learning the Chinese, well, Mandarin Chinese culture and all that, right? What about for your husband, right? Because at home you speak Spanish, right? Is your husband also like you say he's not as adventurous as you when it when it comes to food choices, right? But what about the culture? Like, has he visited? Ecuador with you? Has he, has he tried to learn Spanish or like, how do you, I guess both ways, right? How are you bringing your culture to this Taiwanese family? Um, the first thing, whenever we start dating with my husband, for me, it's very important religion. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm Catholic and my husband is, he's have no one religion. So that was one of the things, first things I think we kind of, we talk about this first, even when we were dating, because mm -hmm. I want to be sure. I don't want to, I didn't want to keep losing my time with somebody, you know, is not gonna, is not in the same track as you are. One of the things was that it was the the religion, and I thought he will say like, you know what, bye bye, because <laughs> I thought he will he won't, he won't agree. And I told him if we got married. I want my wedding. I want it be a Catholic wedding. So that's that's one of the things that um we kind of I can tell I see him more being adventurous <laughs> than mm -hmm. he used to because he's he won't do it. So that was a big. Um, idea how it's good, our marriage is going to be. It's it's both sides. The way I can describe all these spirits being married with somebody from other religion is respect. Yeah. That is that's my main work to represent this marriage and this family and how mm -hmm. to blend that together. Because they are very respectful about my country, my religion, the way I am. And it goes both ways. Yeah. I'm, about my husband, I'm talking about my 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 mom and dad, my my family, my love family, and that's one of the things that I can see. He he speaks a little Spanish because he was around here in Houston. There's a lot of Hispanic people around, so of course he will understand some words. He will. He, he, I try to speak to my daughter in um, Spanish, and he will be like, "What are you trying to say? Can you repeat it again?" Because he has no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
he he tries to understand like special main things whenever I try to communicate with my daughter. He's he's learning mm-hmm. more about that. He had been in Ecuador. He loved it too, but I think he's he enjoy it because it's different for him. But if he will have to be from Ecuador or in going to Taiwan, I guess he will go to Taiwan. <laughs> Because he feels more comfortable, it's his language, he knows everything around. So, yes, that is how we kind of blend everything right. together. Yeah. And I will add on to that. I feel like ever since pa- Paola came along to the family, my in-laws very traditional. They go to temple. Their, their religion is Buddhism. However, they respect her religion, so they're okay with it. They're very open. They went to the Catholic wedding and my, my niece, Miao, she was baptized at three months maybe and they're okay with it. They're open, very open-minded about you know that aspect and really mm-hmm. respect her culture and her custom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Paola too, like I think she went to temple a few times with my mother-in-law too, right? And she's okay with it. She respects their mm-hmm. religion. So it's really great. Yeah. Oh, I want to add something else. When I, for a Catholic wedding, when you want to marry somebody who's not your religion, uh, there is a lot of paperwork to fill up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until I was here in Houston and we got married in Ecuador. Anyways, I think that was one of my big challenges to complete all the paperwork and fill mm-hmm. everything because there is no that chance. Oh, I forgot this paper and phone. Let me go back once and I was in Ecuador. So here we had a conversation with the priest before all, before all the paperwork. And he asked my husband, okay, we are open in, and we are agreed whenever couples, they fall in love and there are different cultures. But we want to make sure whenever you have kids, your child is going to follow our religion. Mm-hmm. And is that serious that the father make you sign a document? Not for me, because I'm a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So Benny had to sign a document saying, yes, if we, in one moment, if it's the right moment, if we have a child, we're going to raise her with a Catholic. So it's a way to see how serious this is. And of course, we go every Sunday to church. Of course, my daughter and me, my husband stays at home. I'm okay, because the time for God is perfect. I'm not going to push him. I don't get upset about whenever he don't mm-hmm. want to go. We sometimes, we don't think the same way, but we try to raise our child with love and respect. So mm-hmm. he sees it with a different way. I see in the way God teach us to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, it was very difficult at the beginning, but if you, got, if you I think, find the right person, that mm-hmm. person will help you, will help a lot. And I think that's great for Mia too, for her daughter. She's three now, but just growing up and seeing that culture, that mm-hmm. Ecuadorian culture and Taiwanese culture blended together. And now she lives in you at the U.S. culture, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's this great role model for her to see just different aspects, different tradition and costume. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys have found a good balance as well. Very, I guess, flexible understanding and like you say, open to all the different elements um, and respect, be respectful. And then be curious too, to learn from each other's culture 
cultural differences as well. Lastly, I kind of want to ask Paola her goals. Like, what's her future goal? Like for Mia and herself, because they both actually learning Mandarin. Paola's been learning Mandarin longer. I think Mia just started this private tutoring. So,、mm-hmm. any Mandarin learning goals for the future? My biggest goal. I was talking with my mom yesterday. Actually, we do a lot of FaceTime, and I think my main goal will be if my daughter can communicate with their own families,、mm-hmm. and she sees a family, the family here who speak to her in Mandarin, and also the family who speak to her in Spanish. So. That's that's my goal. That keep that beautiful connection. That doesn't matter where we are, because we are far away from our family.、Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the way that connect us is the language, because、mm-hmm. we don't push, and if we don't, as parents, we don't. If we don't teach them since they are little, this huge window, this huge door that means. A language, they we are helping them to see the world in a different way. So my goal is to keep teaching her as much as I can. If I find more resources,、uh, easy for both for me as a mom, because you know, as a mom, your head is in so many different places. But at the same time, you want to encourage them to learn the language, and and for them to be to to learn it as a game, because if it's If it's under pressure, they won't enjoy it.、Mm-hmm. And this is a journal that we are both、uh, going at the same time. Me as a mommy and my daughter learning a language, being in peace around people who speak English, speak Spanish, speak Mandarin. I know she, in one moment, she's gonna feel lost. But I wonder to to have also the feeling that she has her family in the back. So my goal is teach her as much as I can to be able to communicate. And I, I think that's a huge encouragement for all of us and our listeners because I feel like Paola's job is even harder because she has two languages,、mm-hmm. Spanish and Mandarin, for her daughter. For us, because Trista and I, that our goal, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, we want to we talk about this that identity. We want to preserve that language and the culture, and definitely, like Paola says, I feel like language is definitely is that bridge, that connect two together, right? So. It's encouraging, and we just have to keep speaking it because we don't want to lose it, right? That right now it's like a golden age when they're little, because we if we just stop, they might lose that peace, that that culture and heritage part.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's also I want here too is you wanna you always want the best for your kids, and we have to pick some sometimes for them at the beginning, and that's. For me now, it's teaching her a language. I know is sometimes very overwhelming because it's like I have a Spanish and I have English at the same time. But the thing is, I want her to be able to to whenever she get older, the world is so big and the main language are English, Spanish, and Mandarin.、Yeah. So if we are giving them that extra plus already,、yeah. they don't know it yet, but it, They have a, that special car,、mm-hmm. hide it. They, they whenever they need it for a job, or whether you want to travel, or do you want to go anything else, they have an extra plus for them.、Right. They, they will help them. They don't understand now yet, 
but there mm-hmm. is a special key they have to open so many doors. Oh yeah, and and it, even now, I feel like she can pick it up later. Like right now, if she can just understand and say it a little bit as she grows in high school, college, whatever language you want to focus more on Mandarin or Spanish, she can pick that up later. In if she wants to learn how to read and write, but at least we have we give them that tool when they mm-hmm. are little, right? So, so. Mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to say. Um, Rima, I have a niece. She she is. She's in France right now, and now you, the, you guys are encouraging for other parents to to learn um, to learn other language. The same thing did my sister-in-law. Whenever my my niece, she's eighteen, of course, she's not a baby anymore. But they always try for her to teach her French, mm-hmm. and she moved to school, the teacher school, and now she's studying her university in France. Because wow. you don't know what's gonna happen in future. And now she had the opportunity to go another country to study there a career because mm-hmm. she want to do that. And for a, for a parent, you feel secure that you teach your kid that when they was a child. So whenever they open their wings and they want to fly, they are they are prepared for it. Right. So that's a good example to that. Everything it, it starts it starts now, but it's never gonna finish. It's something you just keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. keep on, and in certain point you will see all the effort you have done. Yeah, that's amazing, and that's so encouraging, and that's something we can do for our kids to equip them, prepare them for the future. Well, thank you, Viola, for coming on. It's so encouraging. So much. I really enjoyed to sharing my experience, and I really hope more people will feel happy or encouraged to to keep your culture as a main reminder where we come from, because mm-hmm. we don't know where life is gonna bring us or we're gonna be the next five, ten years. But is we always have in our luggage where we come from, no matter where we are. So. Part of it is our language. Part of it is our food. Is our mm-hmm. culture. So it's. I hope we can keep us something we need to practice all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you love our podcast, we would love for you to leave a review. It will mean so much for us. Any word of encouragement and support, it will keep us going. If you have any questions, email us at hello at mandarintogethernow.com. We will try to answer anything. If you have any topic you want to talk about, please let us know. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. It is Mandarin Together Now. I will link everything in the show notes. So you can just click, follow us, DM us. We also made this cute dim sum flashcards. So grab it from our show notes. All right. Bye.